What's the gospel? Put it in a sentence. The gospel is the news that Jesus Christ, the righteous one, died for our sins. Rose again, eternally triumphant over all his enemies, so that there is now no condemnation for those who believe, but only everlasting joy. That's the gospel. And welcome back to the Pulse Podcast. This is where we aim to tackle Pulse, raising questions regarding the Christian faith. My name is Toya Akinoso. I'm your host and I'm joined by Mike Omini. Today's question is, how do I stay away from performance-based Christianity? Over to you, Mike. Thank you, Toya. Um, you got my name right that time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's, great to see, it's great to be back. Well, you know, it, it's very difficult, um, this, because... You know, every relationship we have on earth um, with each other, even with our parents to some degree, is performance-based. Yeah? Of course, we all desire to have a gape love for each other. That's, this, that's that unconditional love we hear about in 1 Corinthians, this love that God has for us. We want to have it for other people. But the reality is oftentimes we love people in so much as they scratch our back or they yeah. don't do things, um, you know, that annoy us essentially so sometimes that relationship we have with most friends we can apply it to god and go well if toye only likes mike when mike is nice to toye then surely god will only like me when i'm nice to him when i scratch his back when i do things he likes surely that's when he will approve me so perhaps i have to work and work and do things and and then he will approve me but the difficulty is we've got a god who is sovereign who is who is massive uh, who, who, whose desires are are always growing and he's just a big god so how could i possibly satisfy such a big god i know i'll work forever and i'll keep on doing more keep on doing more trying to fill this massive uh, gap and hole and chasm that i just can't fill sometimes our christian walks can feel like that so there's like one never-ending performance, one never-ending assessment where we have to score higher and higher each day. But you know, the biblical portrait is very different to that reality some of us ex- enjoy. The biblical portrait is one of freedom. One of freedom where, where, where you can be free from doing things and hoping that God will notice you by virtue of what you are doing. One of the maxims that I've learned that really does help me is understanding that the way you avoid performance-based Christianity is realizing that you work from approval when you're saved, when you put your trust in Jesus, you are approved. So you work from approval and not for approval. What that means is God, tomorrow, the day after, even next year, cannot possibly love you any more than he currently does (laughs) it's mind-blowing to consider that god's love for you doesn't grow it is steadfast the word lets us know that the steadfast love of the lord never fails it is a steadfast love but you know true in that maxim is this we work from approval not for approval but we still work and that's where people get lost. And this is where we have to resist the urge to run into binaries. Uh, some folks sit in the camp where they say we are to enjoy God's finished works. And what that means is to do nothing. Just sit down and, and close your eyes and just enjoy it. Well, that's very boring. <laughs> but also, it, it's 
a bit selfish, don't you think? That you should be enjoying God and there's no desire in you to let other people know about what you're enjoying. No desire in you to obey the Great Commission, to share your faith, uh, uh, to be somebody who, as we learn in Second Corinthians, diffuses the fragrance of God's wisdom, who goes into dark places and lets his light shine, as we learn in Matthew 5, so that other people may see that light and give glory to God. That's very different to the biblical portrait. So Christians must still work. But they must work knowing that they are the instrument God has chosen to achieve his will on this earth. So we must do what Paul did and, and, and accept that we are the conduit of God's purpose. He will achieve his purpose through the sons of God, which are us. Right? So you must work. But, but good works become the fruit of your salvation and not the root of your salvation. Understanding that drastically transform how you see work. You work knowing we have the victory and Jesus has won it. You work knowing that God will save those who is predestined to save. You work knowing that you can be detached from the results. Knowing that it's not in your own power nor in your own might but by his spirit all these things are done. Very important to note this. In Psalms 147.10, we learn that God does not delight in the strength of a horse. And he does not take pleasure in the legs of man. So the notion that we would impress him by our hard works is futile. He's not interested in our strengths. And, and, and he's not impressed by our good works. He's no respecter of persons. So, 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 so there's no point looking to impress God that way. No, you, we, we work as a response to the love that he has given us and we know we could never repay it. I'll never forget when someone said something, which I think was the most dangerous thing because I told young, a, a room of young people. I was speaking at our conference. I was to speak next. And the person speaking before goes, God saved you. So, you, so, so, so why won't you repay him by, by working hard and committing yourself to him? I said, whoa. To think you could repay what Jesus did on the cross <laughs> means you have grossly misunderstood the gravity of what happened on that cross. You could never repay him. And that's not your job. Your job is to live a life in response to his great love. To allow that love to pass through you and to saturate everywhere you go. That's the point. In 2 Timothy 2.15, which we often read, study to show thyself approved, approved. Should you read the ESV version, here's where it says, it says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When it says to present, to present yourself to one to God as one approved, it means present yourself as though you knew your identity, namely that you have been already approved. So we don't study such that God may one day go, mm, good job, Mike. We, we study so that we may remind ourselves of who we already are in him. So it's, 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 it's a bit of a mental hurdle to jump over, but you must understand that the reason you study, the reason you, you, you live a holy life is so that you may be reminded of who you already are in him. It's that, it's that your behavior may change and may be in accordance with what structurally you have already obtained. We are saved. We are sons of God. We are blameless and perfect, not because of us, but because of him. And now our life must be lived in accordance with that reality. And we must remind ourselves as frequently as we can that we are already saved. That we are loved, that we are justified. That's, a, that's an important reality to consider. When you meditate on those things, you can resist that urge to treat God like every other friend you have. 
which you have to keep on soothing him by just doing good acts here and there. No, you do those good things for you, <laughs> you know, so that you, uh, uh, your, your life can be a more joyful life. Why do you pray? Again, for you, so that your, your, your will could be harmonized with his. Why do you fast? For you, so that you may be empowered. Most things God has uh, and demands that we do, it's for us. It's for us. This is a sobering reality that frees us up from a life of chasing God's approval. Once we know everything we're looking for, we've already been given. It sets us free. Thank you so much for that, Mike. And yeah, well, your point about us being binary is so true. Um, human nature has us naturally falling towards extremes. And you have two kind of extremes in this discussion. You have legalists who believe salvation through law keeping. So they believe if you obey the laws in the Bible, then you are saved. And then you have antinomianists who are salvation outside of law keeping who believe because I'm saved, I no longer have to work. And neither extreme are the biblical truth that we're given. I mean, Paul has this struggle in Romans 4. He preaches about justification by faith. And then Romans 5, he's like, so do I sin as a grace abound no um so you have this kind of internal struggle that okay is it that okay i work for my salvation faith that works is dead or am i justified by faith and faith alone to really resolve this tension um one thing we which scripture makes abundantly clear is that the reason the way you know that you're justified is by your fruit um so that empowers you to work rather than the opposite so justification makes you put your foot on the pedal rather than take your foot off um, so the reason and the ability that you have to rest in the justifying works of God empowers you and it frees you up um, for your fruit. It frees you up to go deeper in your study. It frees you up um, to go to church. It frees you up to go on missions. It frees you up to evangelize. But it doesn't mean that you're doing these things to gain approval from God, but you do it from a place of approval, as you said. And that's what separates Christianity from every other religion in the world, because they all say the same thing. Every other world religion is all about what can I do to become right with God? How can I perform as best as possible to be approved by God? And Christianity says, hey, <laughs> there is nothing you can do to be approved by God except having faith in Jesus Christ. And that gives us so much joy and so much power that that allows us just to rest and say, God, I am going to dedicate the rest of my life into making your name known and to glorifying you. And that's just a beautiful truth um, all throughout Scripture. And I really love this question. And thank you guys as well for paying attention and listening and getting to the end of the podcast as always if you'd like to send in any questions please don't hesitate to send them to hello at ourgodgivenmission.com thank you for listening and we'll see you next week